Welcome to Insights into the Faith with Bishop Mark Seitz of the Diocese of El Paso. Join us as we discuss Bishop Seitz's thoughts and teachings into our faith and the life of our church in El Paso. And now, welcome, Bishop Mark. Buenos dias. Good morning, Bishop Mark. Bienvenidos a Insights into the Faith on this December 8th. 2021 feast of our Immaculate Conception. Happy feast day, Bishop Mark. Thank you. It is a beautiful day. So thankful to God. So, Bishop Mark, why don't we just go ahead and get started? Vamos a orar. Vamos. In the nombre del Padre, del Hijo, y del Espíritu Santo. Amen. Le damos gracias, Señor, para este día, esta gran fiesta, para que podemos recordar uh, su gran actividad en medio de, de nuestro mundo, en medio de nuestra vida. Be with us, Lord, on this holy day when we celebrate the Immaculate Conception of the Virgin Mary in the womb of her mother. Thank you, Lord, for, for this great work that sets in motion uh, a plan that you have had from time immemorial, uh, a plan that you will faithfully carry out, now preparing Mary to receive the message of the angel to be free from sin and, uh, and a willing uh, vessel for the presence of your son when he came within her womb. We thank you, Lord, for this great gift and ask you to help us remember that in the midst of the difficulties of life and the apparent um, uh, lack of control that we ex experience and, and uh, uh, and the apparent chaos, we, we know that you are with us, Lord. You are at work. You have a good plan for our salvation. Uh, ayúdanos, Señor, a regocijar en tu presencia en, en este gran día, uh, honrando uh, la Madre de Cristo. Te lo pedimos todo por Cristo nuestro Señor. Amén. En el nombre del Padre, del Hijo. Amen. Bishop Mark, like I said, happy feast day. Feliz día festivo. Thank you. Yes. So it's a it's a big day in the church, December 8th, the Immaculate Conception of Mary. Mm -hmm. Now, I had to do a little bit of reading. As, as always, uh, I try and uh, get myself into a place where I understand what it is that we're going to talk about. But uh, my understanding of it, and stop me if I'm wrong, is that it is not the Immaculate Conception of Jesus, but rather the grace given by God to Mary in her Immaculate Conception. Mm -hmm. did, did you want to kind of explain to us? Yeah, I, I'd happy to be, be happy to talk about it. I had the uh, joy of celebrating Mass for uh, the Father Yermo mm -hmm. school children this morning, all the way from kinder, I think, to high school were <laughs> present there. There's a little bit of a large group to speak to in, in terms of the breadth of their right. uh, age and their development, but, uh, but it was fun. <clears throat> and um, what I proposed to them was this. In your art class, if you were asked to... Um, draw something. Let's say we're asked to draw a lamb, okay? And you drew uh, your best lamb, you know, with the, uh, with the white uh, wool fur and the ears and the little tail behind and, 
and uh, you know the, the curly fur and all of that, if you were to draw that lamb and then you were to show it to somebody and they were to look at it and say, oh, that's a really nice lion. <laughs> Me gusta mucho su arte, su, ¿cómo se llama? Si león, su león. León. Uh -huh. León. Uh, what would you say? Um, well, I hope you would say thank you, but, <laughs> but, this is a lamb. <laughs> es un cordero. Uh -huh. <laughs> And um, and as the artist, you would have the right to clarify for that person to say, you know, I drew it. I know that it's a lamb. Okay, so what am I getting at here? Well, guess what? God is the greatest artist mm -hmm. of all. Mm -hmm. uh, Saint Paul says, "You are God's great work of art." I love that idea. Mm -hmm. And it's true. Of all creation, the world, the universe itself, um, which is beautiful, when you think about all the beauty, the mountains and the sea and the lakes and the sunsets and everything else, of all of that creation, the greatest of all, everything that God created is you and me, <laughs> yeah. is the human being, the human person. And God is the one who made us. He has also, the, as the artist, the ability, the right to say who we are, what we are, and what his plan is for our life. We shouldn't see that as a negative thing. Mm -hmm. We should see that as a wonderful thing uh, because we weren't just a kind of a happenstance. We weren't a mistake. Somos la creación de Dios, mm -hmm. su arte, su objeto de arte. Pero no es solamente para ver, su arte es para hacer algo en el mundo, ¿no? Uh, para vivir en el mundo, para uh, apreciar uh, toda la creación y el trabajo de Dios y dar alabanza mm -hmm. y gloria a Él. Ok. So, when God has a plan in all of creation, and what we're celebrating today in a particular way is, of all humanity, the greatest work of creation that God has done is this feast we're celebrating today. Mm -hmm. Mary is the one that God had planned from the very beginning to be uh, the, the answer to our lostness. Yeah. Um, we heard in the first reading at, at the Mass Day, and if you're going later, you'll hear it again, the, from the book of Genesis about the creation of human beings mm -hmm. and how they very quickly decided they didn't like God's work of art the way it is. They wanted to make it over themselves, mm -hmm. right? And human beings have been trying to do that from the beginning. That's what you might say sin is. Mm -hmm. It's when we say, God... I don't want to do it your way. I don't want to do it the way you said. I want to do it my way. I think I can be a better God than you are. Mm -hmm. I can be a better creator of myself than you are. And that's a problem because we're not good gods. Mm -hmm. we're, we're better creatures, mm -hmm. you know. 
but we are fallen ones. So when God made this plan, even after human beings had messed up his original plan by sin, uh, Mary was going to be an essential part of that plan. And think about that. You know, uh, our sister, you know, a human being like you and me. Uh, God, though, had to do some preparatory work mm -hmm. so that she would be ready. Of course, you could say that all of his work through the Old Testament is part of that preparation. But also when she came to be within her mother's womb, God did something unique and special, um, and that is that he gave her a grace, uh, a grace that was uh, what we call, we say, prevenient. And that's just a big word to say that God anticipated what Jesus would accomplish for us and gave her a share in it from the moment she came to be. So that instead of following the pattern that you and I have, mm -hmm. who follow our first parents and saying no to God, mm -hmm. she would always cooperate in God's plan joyfully. She would say yes. She could say, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord in all of her life. And when the angel says, this is our God's plan for you, that you will bear a son and his name will be Jesus, uh, Mary doesn't say no. She says, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Be it done to me according to your will. One of my favorite sayings. Beautiful. Yeah. Que bonita es su respuesta al ángel. Pero ese dice no solamente de una decisión momentario, mm -hmm. es el resultado de toda su vida desde su concepción en el vientre de su madre. Um, y eso es más maravilloso. Si podemos ver que ella es, está cooperando por su voluntad, mm -hmm. no es una esclava. Es por su voluntad, pero para cooperar con el plan de Dios que ha revelado por el ángel. You know what uh, was really unique this morning when I went to Mass? Um, Father John had said something along the lines of uh, uh, helping us understand that when Mary said yes, Mary was 14. Yeah, Mary. A, a, a child. Yeah. And... Her response of, yes, be it done unto me according to your word, changed all of human existence. Yes. And it helped, it, it, you know, in, in thinking about the Feast of the Immaculate Conception and preparing en preparación a este, este uh, presentación que estamos haciendo ahorita, uh, I, I found that you can get into all of these things of, well, even to, to an extent of asking which came first, the chicken or the egg, but really understanding that God exists outside of time itself is a, well, what was the word that you said earlier? Pre prevenient Prevenient, grace. right. Almost like a proactive grace that he bestowed upon our mother, mm. who is our advocate, mm. who is our immaculate advocate. And it's just such an extraordinary thing to think about, right? It is. And, uh, you know, even though we're not going to be able to rise to her special level because that's not our part in, in God's plan, uh, still 
for example, should inspire us. See that God's work can be fulfilled in our life. So, so okay, you and I, I suspect, and perhaps the rest of human beings, those listening and, and, the, and beyond, um, uh, hemos pecado. Yeah. Uh, we have all sinned. But uh, we can, by the grace of God, in this way, be like Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can turn away from sin and begin to see our highest fulfillment and our greatest joy is to do what God wants in our life. It's that, that simple, simply to, to seek and do his will and to trust him, to want nothing but good for us. Um, yeah, there will be trials in life, in anybody's life. Uh, that's part of going through this broken world of ours. Pero el Señor está presente, listo para ofrecernos la gracia si pedimos para esta gracia, para uh, cambiar nuestra vida y, y ser sin pecado, en verdad, uh, y santos, uh, y participantes de su reino. Right. So one question that comes to mind to me that I always find myself asking is, why December 8th? Why was that date specifically chosen? Might you be able to enlighten us a little on Oh, that's easy. The, uh, that's easy. We celebrate Mary's birthday on September 8th. Right. So it's nine months prior to September 8th. Isn't that something, right? Just It's just simple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and beyond that, I... I don't know uh-huh. uh, how that date, how those dates happen to be chosen. But, uh, yeah, it, it does make, a, make quite a bit of sense when you think about right. a birthday. Simplicity in itself is yeah. simplicity. Uh-huh. Um, but this, this particular feast day is, is relatively new, even though we, we, have, we do know that it was celebrated as early as the 400s, 300s? Oh, yeah. yeah, it's been celebrated for a long time. Yeah. Uh, it's been understood that Mary had this special grace, even by the fathers of the church. Mm-hmm. But um, it wasn't formally defined uh, until 1850, I believe. Yeah, right. 1850, 1854, mm-hmm. something like the 54, I think. Um, so, uh, so, so many things that we believe are not formally defined. Like, we don't have a, um, a formal definition of the Trinity. We talk about mm-hmm. different aspects of the life of the Trinity, but it wasn't seen as necessary other than to profess it in our creed. Right. Right. So, really, those definitions very often come when somebody has wandered off from the uh, from the playing field, right? Right. And they uh-huh. and they need to have a bit of a, uh, uh, some a fences road to, put yeah, in a there. road to drive on. That's right. Yeah, yeah that, that <laughs> clarifies. This is the faith of the church. You know, the, esto es lo que creemos, hmm. y um, la iglesia definió esta creencia en mil. 854, creo. Mm-hmm. Uh, pero eh, hemos uh, um, 
cre creado eso desde tiempos antiguos. Right. And, and isn't it something how through time uh, God reveals himself to us? Yes. Through time and That's his right. and his uh, works through us through thought. I, I think that was the biggest thing in, 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 in looking into it at how there was centuries and centuries and centuries of sitting there and people in pensamiento praying, uh, reflecting. praying, reflecting. Yeah, and the, I think it was also what shall I say, uh, reinforced in a certain way mm -hmm. by some Marian apparitions. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, the I believe it was Lourdes, Lourdes yeah. where um, Mary said to Bernadette, Bernadette. Uh, I am the American conception. Bernadette saying, who's that? You know, right. what is that? No he escuchado de una inmaculada concepción. Pero cuando habló, reportó lo que escuchó, otros en la iglesia entendieron muy bien uh, eso. Uh, so, you know, we don't look to apparitions for, to reveal anything to mm -hmm. our faith, but very often uh, a true apparition will reinforce what we actually believe. Mm -hmm. Um, so, in fact, that's one of the ways we tell if it's a true apparition or not, mm -hmm. uh, a private, what we call a private revelation. So, um, yeah, the Immaculate Conception has been there for a wonderful long time. Excellent. And Bishop Mark, it, she is the patroness of the United States. Uh, what lessons do you think, que enseñanzas usted opina and estos días sobre los Estados Unidos. And it kind of leads me into my next question of the reinstatement of the migrant protection protocols. Mm. What can we learn from the Immaculate Conception yeah. in instances like that? Well, well, so much to teach us, of course, and we could go a lot of directions, but the one that I've been reflecting on particularly is um, how, how we've lost track of this fundamental truth that we are God's creation. We are God's handiwork. We are mm -hmm. his work of art. Um, how important it is, that understanding is. Today, people are going through this huge identity crisis, right? Because somehow they've concluded, just like Adam and Eve did, frankly, it's not like it's new, yeah. You know, uh -huh. just like any anyone who sins does, they can they're concluding that, you know, well, either there isn't a, a creator who deliberately, um, with great foresight, if you will, and wisdom, mm -hmm. made us with with a plan for our life. Uh, people are saying, well, here I am, I. I can't see anybody who made me, so so I guess I just got to make myself. And let's see, what do I want to be? You know, yeah, and uh, you know, so they're very confused, you know, about who they are, and, and they think somehow that um, if they um, somehow decide I'm uh, I'm uh, some aspect of their sexuality uh, that is going to be different than what 
is clearly revealed as God's plan that they'll just go that way and and get somebody to cut on them and make them different, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or give them hormones or or whatever, you know. Uh, that's that's just one example. But but as I say, in every sin we have this, um, uh, you know, falsification of our identity. Mm-hmm. We're saying, I know this is wrong, right? It's, it, to be a sin, you have to kind of you have to know that what you're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to choose this way anyhow. Mm-hmm. Um, for it to be a personal sin, it has to be that way. Um, some people in mm-hmm. ignorance do things that are objectively wrong and harmful to them. Mm-hmm. Um, like if, you know, uh, when we take drugs, we say I I don't like the way I feel. So. Cool. I can just find a drug mm-hmm. that will make me feel different, whether it's alcohol or cocaine or yeah, when you're abusing of drugs, what, whatever. Yeah. yeah, when I take illegal drugs. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's because I don't feel good this way. I'm going to take take this illegal drug to make me different. Now, I'm not talking, of course, about people who are going through a depression or something like that. Then then certain prescribed drugs can get us back to normal. That's right. the point. Mm-hmm. But normal also involves uh, sometimes that we just don't, aren't going to feel perfectly good. Yeah. Life, life is hard. Or happy or yeah. whatever. Yeah, uh-huh. life is hard. And, uh, and so uh, we have this huge problem I, I, with drug abuse in this country. Um, I just, they just put out a statistic. They said, in this last year, in our country, mm-hmm. A hundred thousand people died of drug overdoses. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're committing suicide, basically. Right. And suicide itself, you know, uh, again, I, th- I think we can't judge a person who makes that terrible choice. We don't know what's going on in their heart. But objectively, as I say, it's terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. It's, it's saying, God, you made me, but I just don't like this life that you've given me, and so I'm going to end it, mm-hmm. you know. And so there are very deliberate acts of suicide, and then there are other acts that put our life in danger all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think with our addiction to drugs, we're doing that. And it ties into the whole immigration question in a very direct way, mm-hmm. because if it weren't for the abuse of drugs in this country— Right. We would not have people suffering like they are in Central America. Mm-hmm. They might be poor, but they wouldn't be in, in fear of, for their life and the life of their family, mm-hmm. um, which is the primary reason that people are coming to our country, fleeing to our country. So it's this suicidal um, desire to reject God's plan of creation, or, or sadly, not ever to have known it, mm-hmm. that leads to such consequences in our world. Right. It, it's, it's funny that you talk about this. It, you, you kind of triggered my thinking. Uh, my wife and I were watching A Handmaid's Tale. Uh, it's a, it's a, uh, it's off, it's a off the book by Margaret Atwood that talks about a dystopian culture. And I was telling her the other day, is, is it striking to me how throughout a lot of human history you find that people who commit who commit the gravest sins uh, tend to know that they're committing 
that sin and tend to end up doing something to end either their lives or or they they end up on the wrong side of history right yeah. um, because we are to an extent i believe born with an innate sense of what is right and wrong to an extent well, yeah. god yeah. god equips us with that so that being said bishop mark to kind of conclude what we're talking about because we are as always we could we could talk all day but the lessons that we learn from Mary's yes, what what is the most extraordinary part of that? What would you say is the most important or the most integral or cardinal part of that? Mm. Well, I think just to bring it back around, uh, cuando aceptamos que somos en verdad creaciones de Dios mm -hmm. y tiene un buen plan para nosotros. Uh, uh, todo puede seguir de eso, ¿no? Um, Aún en medio de las pruebas de, de nuestra vida, podemos uh, saber que vamos a pasar por este tiempo de prueba y, uh, y, y llegar a un lugar de alegría, uh -huh. de paz, uh, de, uh, ¿cómo se llama? Uh, fulfillment. Uh -huh. uh, uh, we, we will get through this, uh -huh. tri this trial, um, because Jesus in, with his cross will, will be with us. Excellent. So that leads me to uh, this Sunday. And Gaudete Sunday, glorious Sunday, uh, a Sunday of joy uh, in preparation. But also that this year it falls on December 12th. Yes. Right? So we, we have to kind of figure out how uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe works uh, when, when something like this happens. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about, about that in, in the liturgical sure, setting? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so first of all, uh, the Sunday is our greatest feast. Mm -hmm. And um, Mary doesn't mind that. <laughs> Maria siempre está celebrando la resurrección, la victoria de su hijo. Right. Esta es su alegría, su hijo y sus acciones salvadoras para nosotros. Entonces, no debemos poner María uh, más arriba de su hijo Jesucristo. Right. Y cuando las dos celebraciones vienen en el mismo día, uh, ella quiere que celebramos su hijo. Uh -huh. And uh, so this Sunday is the third Sunday of Advent, and as you say, Gaudete, which in Latin is Latin for joyful, or, uh, yeah, joyful, uh, un domingo de alegría. And the reason for our joy is because our hope is so full we see what God has done, is doing, and he is faithful. Just like when um, the, God gave that grace uh, in the womb of Mary's mother so that she would be f uh, free of sin and full of grace, uh, he set in, in motion a plan that he had going from the beginning, and he was going to f fulfill it. You know, God doesn't change his mind. Right. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, we, we celebrate that Sunday. Uh, we're still certainly going to have our mother very much in mind, mm -hmm. uh, Maria de Guadalupe. Mm -hmm. um, and, 
So I think at, at the Sunday Masses, there will be references to Mary, certainly. Mm -hmm. And she's also a reason for, for that hope and joy in our life. And uh, many of our parishes will be celebrating a Mass in honor of Our Lady of Guadalupe the day before, mm -hmm. on the 11th, mm -hmm. on Saturday. So check your parish's schedule. And, um, you know, they'll still be on Sunday, things like... Uh, 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 um, Mañanitas and, mm -hmm. and otras, uh, otros eventos para, para recordar ella. Pero uh, uh, el evento más importante que estamos celebrando es la resurrección, la victoria de Jesucristo. Amen. Amen, Bishop Mark. Well, as always, we can talk all day, <laughs> yeah. but we only have half an hour. So, Bishop Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. Gracias por acompañarnos hoy. Y si podría, uh, su bendición, por favor. Con gusto. Gracias a todos que han escuchado y que vamos a escuchar. Uh, es un gran alegría estar con todos ustedes que Excellent. tienen unas buena, buenas fiestas. El Señor esté con ustedes. Y con su espíritu. Que la bendición de Dios Padre, Hijo, Espíritu Santo descienda sobre ustedes y permanezca para siempre. Amén. Vayamos en paz. As always, if you have a question for Bishop Seitz about any topic that you might want to talk about, please reach out communications at elpasodiocese.org. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, please uh, subscribe and uh, give us a rating. Uh, that's how we're able to uh, um, get more traction on our podcasts. But after that, Bishop Mark, happy feast day, and we'll see you next week. Hasta la próxima. Insights into the Faith is a production of the Office of Communications of the Catholic Diocese of El Paso. Our executive producer is the Most Reverend Bishop Mark J. Seitz, Bishop of the Catholic Diocese of El Paso. This podcast was produced and directed by Fernie Ceniceros, Director of Communications for the Diocese of El Paso. Special thanks to Christopher Velasquez, Senior Communications Specialist. Please feel free to hit the subscribe button and leave us a comment. You can ask Bishop Seitz a question for this show by emailing communications at elpasodiocese.org. That's communications at elpasodiocese.org. You can also follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the handle at elpasodiocese. May God bless you all, and we'll see you again next week. <laughs>